If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello and welcome to Geek First SideQuest, your weekly stop for video game news, reviews, and more here on the Geek First Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Adam Hart Captor, Dylan Muss. It's uh, the best pun I could come up with on the fly. And today I am joined by the orange tabby, Jessica. You've appeared on SideQuest partially on the Pokemon Legends Arceus episode, but I'm glad to have you on a full episode. How are you doing today? I am good. I am actually kind of sad that I'm doing this and not continuing to play because <laughs> I spent the last three hours of my life pretty much yeah. exploring in uh, in Stray. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited to be here. It's been a long time since we've had a Jessica Dylan cast, so let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah, so you're here to mainly talk about Stray, but we have a couple other topics um, to get a little housekeeping stuff out of the way. So this week's a bit weird on the side quest feed. Normally, episodes drop on Tuesday. This is going to drop on Wednesday, but something still did drop on Tuesday. Me and Travis recorded like an emergency episode because uh, Black Panther, there's a Black Panther game announced. I don't know if you saw this, Jessica. Not really announced, but like it's it's happening. So we kind of did an emergency like 25 minute long episode. So that's up on the feeds Tuesday. And then, uh, you know, check out Geekverse Patreon to get episodes early and ad free, especially this week. Uh, next week's side quest episode is already recorded and up on Patreon. So if you want to hear about the Steam Deck, reviewed that with my friend Cooper, uh, that is up on Patreon right now. If not, you'll get it next Tuesday as SideQuest normally drops. Uh, as for other episodes, we reviewed Nope over the weekend, which is fantastic. Go check that out. And Comic-Con was this weekend, so we talked about all the Marvel and DC panels there. Newscast, Lord of the Rings Retro is going ham. Um, you know, Join our Discord for fun stuff, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Are you, are you a TikTok person, Jessica? Do you use TikTok? I sure do. How's the geek versus TikTok? Do you run that at all, or do you do you follow it? Like, is there anything? What's 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 going? I don't even know anything about TikTok really, so I feel it's out funny. of the loop on that. I am the only GV member that actually used TikTok, but for some mm. reason, I was you, given no part of it. You don't have the keys. <laughs> nope. So it's a lot of if there's funny clips that happen on air, they, those right. get cut and put on there, or. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Taylor records videos of himself playing COD and puts those on there. It's just kind of a All mismatch right. of us and games. So That's exactly fun. what you'd expect. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you can go over to geekverse.ca to get all those links. Um, thank you to Taylor, who does the thumbnails for the show, and Amanda, who does the music. I think that's all I had for shows. Is there anything uh, that you wanted to plug here, Jessica, before we uh, get into our first topic? I don't think so. I think you got her pretty covered. Sounds good. So, yeah, as I said, main topic is Stray Review. We're going to build up to that, though. I have a couple other things I want to talk about first. Um, one is uh, this little game called Diablo Immortal that you've been playing, uh, Jessica. So, first of all, I just want to get your take on it, because I've played this game for a half an hour, hour, just to say I did, just to check it out. And I thought it was pretty cool, but I just, I guess I wasn't really looking for that Diablo thing at the moment. I also know that Diablo 4 is on the horizon and stuff like that, but you've been playing this game quite a bit, so... Uh, I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious why you feel like you're so hooked on it. I remember back in the day, Diablo three was like one of the first conversations we ever had as like individuals was just talking about Diablo three. So how's how's Immortal treating you? I play it more than I care to admit. It's got to be at least like two hours a day that I play this game. Nice. It's unhealthy <laughs> actually, and I have not spent a single single dollar on it. Not even mm-hmm. a single cent. Even it's still playable so i don't understand why there is so much hate on it being a pay to win because 
there is still so much that you can do and so many little achievements and they've added now events and mm -hmm. they've added uh, different actual like achievement achievements. I honestly feel like the pay to win complaints are from people who have not played it. I think that's the only, I think that's the thing. I don't think that's actually coming from people who have played the game. I think people were upset that the next Diablo game was a, you know, mobile game, a phone game, but you can still play it on your PC, but I, I get it. It's not, it's not Diablo 4, but you do have Diablo 4 out there. But anyway, just to get well, that out there. The thing for me too is when I bought Diablo 3, you know, I paid $70 for it and then I mm -hmm. bought the expansion as well, another $10 or whatever it was. So what's the difference of paying $100 for that as opposed to investing $20 in coins for this game and right. then you got a whole Diablo game and you spent $20. You know, mm -hmm. the game right now is free. So there's yeah. no paywalls as far as actually playing it or there's no ads and loading screens, anything like that. Mm -hmm. So to me, it doesn't make sense to complain about, you know, putting in $20 when the game itself is free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was pretty impressed because going into it, playing it on PC, but knowing that it's intended for iPhones and Androids and all that stuff, I was like, oh, this actually is like a very competent game. Like this plays really well. This looks good. It seems like it has a lot of content here that I could dive into. There's a story and like there's all this good stuff. So yeah, I thought the, uh, I don't know, some of the people kind of being negative on it, I, I felt was a bit unfounded. But I, I'm also curious like where your hype is for Diablo 4. Four. I don't know if you've seen any trailers or anything. They've been kind of pumping those out a lot more lately because that game's coming out next year. At least that's, you know, the plan. So I'm curious where you're at with Diablo 4. I am excited for it. I So Diablo 3 on Xbox was one of the few games that I actually 100%ed nice. the game and all DLCs. And then by, we did Diablo 2 Remake, and I skipped that one, actually. I was kind of like, eh, don't feel it. But now I'm playing this again. I don't uh, just because it was free. I picked it up mm -hmm. on my phone, yep. and now I'm like, okay, no, I'm back in Diablo. Like, come on, <laughs> Diablo Four, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. Diablo Four seems to be like even Travis was like, oh, I'm 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 excited for that. It looks cool, which is a very un-Travis like game. And I feel like everyone else on the Geekverse is like kind of into it. And plus, it being on Game Pass also makes it easier to just pick it up and try it out. So I feel like that one will be uh, kind of funny. It sounds like most people on Geekverse are going to be checking it out. So at least for coverage sake, we'll be good there. But then also just to group up together and go do some quests. And that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun, I think. So that's the other thing too about Immortal is, you know, anyone who's complaining about being stuck behind a paywall, if you have, you know, if everyone on GV had downloaded this and nobody wanted to pay, you could still play together in a group mm -hmm. and be at right. the same level of, you know, everyone is just kind of bare minimum because no one's paid for anything. You don't have to then group with people where someone has invested $600 and someone who's invested nothing, right? Right. So if you have people to play with, you can still level it out in that sense. Mm -hmm. What, uh, have you been jumping around different classes and characters or do you kind of have one that you're set with? No, I got my first character I created. I got a necromancer nice. and I am level 60 paragon 72. I don't know so, what that means in context, but it sounds good. So good, good job. <laughs> so 60 is your max level. And then after okay. that, every level you get is Paragon. And then right. you can spend Paragon points okay. to like specialize. So technically I'm actually like level 132. Mm, right. If you do the math on it. Very confusing. Yeah. 
Also, so is... more time than I'd like to admit that I've played, <laughs> yeah. like I said. <laughs> well, I mean, though, that's what those phone games are great at. They're just, like, pesky, you know, because they're always there in your hand. It's, like, so easy to dump in. So if, is that, like, the one... I think that's the, actually the class that I checked out, too, because I wanted the weird... Like, I like the Witch Doctor is my favorite in 3, so I was looking for the, the, the you know, equivalently weird one, and that seemed to be the one to go with. And I think Necromancer is a class in Diablo 4 as well, so they seem to be bringing that one forward. They seem to like that one. Yeah, it's uh, exactly that. It's the summoning one, so you're playing constantly with, you know, skeleton archers or skeleton um, mages, whatever you have your summons as. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, kind of that good mix between ranged and some of your close combat for your other skills, so it's a fun one. Yeah. Uh, you do have your other typical classes, your uh, Crusader, Monk, Barbarian, mm. you know, all the ones that everyone else is right. knows and the loves. Classics. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Um, anything anything else on Diablo that you wanted to shout out? Uh, I will say, actually, because I downloaded this game so early, I'm excited for the first time ever to have, like, gotten my first pick for a name like ever oh, okay. like yeah. typed in what I wanted and it's like yeah you can take that and I'm like what <laughs> what is that? that what I'm curious what your what is your go-to name that's usually taken just Jessicarp same thing that I go okay. with on Facebook just you know mm -hmm. you, my Instagram you know I have extra s's and things like that and yeah I do have a character in the background in case uh, I ever decide to switch. It's actually named Geek First Podcast, so that way I can okay. play and advertise <laughs> the podcast that. while I go. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, you, yeah, you just like walk around like playing through your microphone, just episodes of the podcast as you're running through town. That would be so good. Uh, play this episode, our hey, Diablo uh, conversation on repeat. <laughs> there we go. Just this little 10-minute clip just keeps going and going. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm really happy with my gamer tag of Rapatika these days, which I've been using for the last few years. And that is very rarely taken. PS on PlayStation, that was taken. But then I can just like change the letters around because it's kind of a weird word anyway. So I can, I don't know, instead of an I, I can do double E and it's like, <laughs> that works too. Um, but most of the time I so, can grab Rapatika. And what's that from? Where did you get that tag from? So that's actually the same origin as Adam Hart Caster, which is just this one pink floyd song uh called adam hart mother is the name of the song um and it's very it's a great song it's mostly instrumental but there's this one part that has this kind of like tribal chanting in it and one of the things they say is rapatika rapatika and i don't know why it's always just like stuck in my head and now i'm just like stuck with it which is it's weird that both of my names adam hartcast and rapatika are come from that song because it's like not even my favorite Pink Floyd album. I don't even really listen to Pink Floyd much these days, but uh, I don't know. They, that is a very important band to me, so I'm happy to kind of rep those tags. But I like that they kind of just stand on their own because they're not really immediately seen as Pink Floyd references, especially Rapatika. Like, that is very random. I don't know if anyone ever has thought about that line as much as I have from that song. <laughs> I would not have known in the slightest mm -hmm. that's where that came from. So I'll I'll send remind me I'll send you like a like a timestamp for the YouTube version of the song so you can hear uh, this good old chanting. Uh, it's a fun, it's a fun sequence of the song, but I don't know why it just always always stood out to me. Um, okay, sounds good. I look forward yeah. to it. Uh, I have a couple of games I want to shout out here. I've been playing a lot right now. I'm like really juggling stuff right now. Um, so thankfully, Stray, which we'll talk about, is kind of a shorter game so i was able to finish that pretty quickly but i've been playing live live i don't want to talk about that too much because we are doing a review on that in a couple weeks so that's going well 
Um, on Game Pass, a couple things came out. Escape Academy, which is like an escape room simulator kind of game. Um, it's pretty cool. I've only played for like maybe, I don't know, 40 minutes to an hour or something like that. But the first, the fir- I don't know, it, it subverts your expectations very early on. And I won't exactly say how, but it's it's pretty cool. Um, and then the other game, which I should talk about a bit, is As Duck as as duck as dusk falls uh, is what it's called and i i wanted to play more of this before this cast but i didn't get around to it but it is part of the thumbnail so uh, apologies i feel like i'm maybe clickbaiting a bit because i don't have too much to say on it because i haven't played much of it um but it is pretty cool so far it is very much a kind of walking dead style uh narrative game uh, it's not a zombie thing but in terms of like just a very story-based game where you're making decisions on the fly and you have like five seconds to choose a dialogue option and um, things like this. And I don't know, I, I like the framing of it as it's kind of switching back and forth between these two character, two like sets of characters perspectives. And then they kind of intersect at different points. Um, and yeah, voice acting is really good visually. It's a bit of a strange game because it's not like fully 3d. Um, there's kind of like 3d background environments, but then the characters um, I, I heard a, a comparison that I thought was funny. It kind of looks like a GTA loading screen in terms of like the way the characters just like have an image that's kind of floating around. And then like it's fully voice acted, but their mouth isn't necessarily moving. It's just kind of like different, uh, I guess, images you could say that are kind of switching around, which which works for me. Like I, I can see how some people maybe wouldn't be able to get too immersed, but I think the voice acting is is strong enough that it, it makes it work. Um, and yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty early on, but the story is hooking me so far. The co-op part of it is, is pretty cool. Like you can have multiple controllers and I don't know if, I don't know if, if that works as like everyone is controlling a different character or if I, I'm guessing it's more like, okay, there's, let's say there's three options on screen. Everyone picks one and then whatever, like one gets the most votes would be the one that's, that would go ahead. You can do it online with up to eight people as well. But even me and Muzz have just been playing like kind of couch call in a way with just one controller just kind of making decisions together and that's a pretty fun way to play it as well um so yeah i i i think i'll have to report back on this one with a more final take on it but it seems to be getting pretty good reviews and um thoughts from other podcasts i've listened to so check that one out it's on game pass as well um but yeah i don't think i have too much more to add on that one and uh i think that's it for the other games i wanted to mention is there anything else you've been playing i know it sounds like pretty much diablo and strays taking up your time is there anything else uh that you've i mean you haven't been on side quest since february right so anything stand out to you this year have you been playing anything new or anything cool the answer can uh, be no that's no, okay it's... <laughs> yeah I know you're busy. it's i've played like what zen garden or whatever it's called zen match you know a lot of those sure. silly <laughs> phone games cluster duck it's about Ooh. mating ducks on your phone to hatch that sounds fun different combinations yeah that's mm-hmm. uh that's really about all i've played it's are you uh, a lot i'm guessing you're pretty excited for hogwarts legacy um what about pokemon i don't even know if you have access to a switch right now but are you like picking up the new gen of pokemon yeah for sure i am nice do you have so, a I didn't do... do you have a version you're picking up yet violet scarlet still thinking about it yeah, I'm not sure. This is the first time in three or four gens that I don't have to decide with someone else who gets what right. version. So I don't know. I kind of got to decide what I want. I think mm-hmm. it was not my turn to pick. So <laughs> I actually get to just do whatever I want. And Right. 
Yeah, I didn't do diamond or platinum. I just heard too many bad things about it wasn't worth the money for the reboot. So I am excited right. to get a new a new game for it. Mm-hmm. You know, nice. Arceus is fun, but the OG style is, mm-hmm. you know, of course, it's good. Yeah, I'm I'm on the edge with that one. I I might pick it up, but I'll, I'll kind of have to wait and see when. Like, cause the, like Hogwarts Legacy, for example, doesn't even have a release date yet. They are still saying this year, and I hope it is. But if that's like the same week as Pokemon, then sorry, Pokemon, I'm out. But if there's nothing else releasing within like a two to three week window of Pokemon, then I I could see myself picking it up. That would be a fun review to do with you. And I, I don't know if uh, Taylor's picking it up. I could see him doing that. So that could be a fun one. So maybe we'll keep an eye on that. But at the very least, sounds like you're getting it. So I'm I'm excited. I'll bring you back on SideQuest then. At the very least, to do a review for that one. That'll be fun. Yeah, and I'm down to review Hogwarts as well, as yeah. you would expect, I'm sure. Mm-hmm, definitely. I'm very, very excited for that one. I really hope it does come out this year. I'm I'm really banking on that one in like November, December pocket. Uh, I guess it could come out earlier, but there is other stuff um, in September and October. So I'm, I guess I'm kind of hoping for it to be a little bit later on. But then at the same time, it's going to be such a big game, I assume, that I probably want a lot of time with it. So maybe sooner is better than later, but... I'm kind of surprised we don't know about the release date for that yet because we're nearing August. <laughs> it's like the year's coming to a close pretty quick here. You got to get your dates out there at some point. I would think they'll try and do it before Christmas just to hit that market. For yeah, sure. that makes sense. Uh, all right, uh, let's take our first ad break here. and we come back, we'll just get right into Stray. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, we are back. So Stray is the latest, I'll say, indie darling out on the scene right now. Um, it is the cat game. As I feel like a lot of people are just calling it that. They're just calling it cat game. I'm loving the cat game. Check out the cat game. Um, but yeah, I'm playing this over on PC uh, through Steam. And uh, yeah, I've finished the game now. Uh, it took me just under four hours. At least that's what it said on my in-game clock. I, I don't know if that counts like if you died and reset, if it you know puts your clock back uh, in a way. And my Steam, my Steam clock's unreliable because Muds has been playing the game too, and I also left it on for a couple hours. But just under four hours it took me to complete the game. Um, and I'm curious, yeah, so what are you playing it on? I actually don't know this. And uh, I think you were kind of briefly telling me where you are in the game, how long you've been playing, but for the fans too, where are you at with the game? Yeah, I am also playing on PC, which okay. I is not my preferable way to play things and i can talk more about that after okay and i've been playing for almost six hours now and mm -hmm. i am in midtown for those who have got that far mm -hmm. uh, i spent like three hours in i you know collected all the the music sheets and yeah you know all the memories that were possible and mm -hmm. everything like that so a lot more time than i probably should have <laughs> but uh so yeah i'm not quite done probably another you know hour or two to have it fully beat mm -hmm. but it is it is a fun game even to just be able to hop around and and do mm -hmm. cat things yeah yeah i was gonna say like i feel like you do not play many indie games um so yeah, I, how has that experience been of like, I don't know, I, yeah, I just, I can't remember the last time I've talked to you about an indie game specifically. I feel like that's not necessarily what you're looking for in games. No, I don't actually know what other indie games I've really <laughs> played even recently. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably been a year or two at least since mm -hmm. I picked up something small like this, so... I didn't really know what to expect going into it, um, you know, and part of me was hesitant to pick it up on the fact that I was like, oh, $30, you know, a lot of people on the internet are saying, oh, you can only play for like three or four hours and then it loses mm -hmm. its fun or you've beat it or whatever it is. Right. Um, so I've actually been pleasantly surprised at the amount of entertainment I've got out of it for the mm -hmm. cost that it, it comes for. Yeah. I think my only complaint is that I don't have a PlayStation 5 to get it on mm. i don't like the pc style of playing okay so you're playing with a mouse and keyboard yeah. okay yeah i'm playing i'm on pc but i am using a ps4 controller um and i yeah i i feel i i feel like i i'm really enjoying the controller with it because it is a pretty simple game so just have that comfort and sit back and play kind of thing feels like the right way to do it so i can see where you're coming from not enjoying that um yeah so i guess i close it up by just saying that the Game is, at least on Steam right now, $37 Canadian. Transfer that to your local currency. Um, and I did buy it like a couple of weeks ago where it was like 10% off or something. So um, you maybe you did that too to get a little bit of a discount on that too. Um, but yeah, like like I said, it's a, a shorter experience. So whether or not it's worth uh, 
you know, if that amount of money is worth that amount of time, that's for everyone to decide. I'm I'm always gobbling up indie games like this. I love if I can have a complete experience of the game in four or five hours, I like I will be happy to pay 40, 50 bucks for that if it's a great experience from back to, from start to back. Um so I'm curious, like, uh, is it just the most keyboard thing or how's your like performance been? Because I personally have had like a couple minor bugs and glitches. I like to get this stuff out of the way quickly, but I really nothing I can complain about. Like, I feel like this does have the polish of like a triple A game for me in terms of the visuals, in terms of the feel and the sound of all of it. And yeah, like I said, very, very few bugs, uh, really just a couple visual glitches for me. But how's how's performance for you? So I'll just go ahead and explain first so you know. So you have your WASD as your movement. Mm -hmm. And then E and Q, if you're looking on your keyboard, are your interacting with items and then talking to people. And tab is to end conversations. But then shift is to run. Mm. Alt is to shake (laughs) off enemies. And space is to jump. Okay. So there is a lot of moving That's around. That's a lot with your pinky. Yeah, so when you're trying to run away and you're supposed to hold shift and then also hit alt if th- something gets on you and then also mm. jump while you're running right. and hold forward at the same time. Like, it's Who's just so fingers, much with this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a cat either. Yeah, that's true. So that part, it, it, I actually found that I ended up having to use the arrow keys and then hold shift, alt, and jump mm. with the other hand. But then it takes away being able to look around while you're yeah, running. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so, definitely definitely use a controller. <laughs> it sounds like if uh, for everyone listening, uh, if you're on PC, try and find a way to plug a controller in of, of some capacity. Because, I mean, there's not that many buttons, but, yeah, when you're doing all that stuff at the same time on a keyboard, I can definitely understand how that would not be the best feel. So, and then kind of to continue on to that. So one of the b- main bugs that I found is because I had so much to do with that one hand, you're supposed to be able to just hold space and then you'll jump when you're right. able to. Um, but in moments when that counted, trying to do the running sequences, it wouldn't hold up. Uh, so I would get stuck and I'd have to start mashing mm. it to try and get it to happen. Right. So that was one for me that really bugged me was having that the jump not always interact how i wanted it to yeah but other than that no it was was really actually quite seamless i agree with you that the music and the visuals are super fun i Mm -hmm. can't think of anything that really stood out i had one hallway where there was like a robot's clothes where no robot was but other than that it was good (laughs) i think i had that maybe that same bug has something weird like that too um okay so as far as spoiler stuff is going we're gonna like slowly crank it up so we'll talk with like the least spoilery things first maybe some things like the visuals or music and then we'll talk about the gameplay all the story stuff we'll leave for the back and as we said jessica's not finished with the game yet so we're not going to fully spoil the um ending of the story and stuff like that but yeah we'll slowly crank up the spoilers and we'll give you warnings as that goes but just i guess to get your quick maybe overall thoughts on you already shared them but um do you, do you feel like this is worth the money do you recommend this game um for me it's it's like i don't know, i i have some issues with it and, like with the story and, and whatnot in some ways and like the gameplay and puzzles like that stuff is very simplistic but i i loved it from start to finish i wanted more and not in the way that oh this game's so short what the hell but more of like oh i just loved it so much i, I just want to play around in more of this world i want to see different areas and go to these at different heights and stuff like that so 
for me, it's definitely recommend. I think the price is totally fair for the, like, it's a short game, but the quality is fucking high level. This, is, this feels like a triple A game, honestly, in terms of the visuals and the feel of it. So for me, it's a definitely recommend. Um, I think this will definitely make a, a dent on my top 10 when we get to the game of the year stuff at the end of the year. But I'm lo- I love this game. Um, I, I definitely plan on going back to it for a couple things I'll talk about kind of later on. But yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. So where where are you in terms of the recommendation part of it worth the price uh, before we hop into the kind of first topic part of it? I think it's definitely worth the price, 100%. It's got, you know, yes, like you said, some simplistic parts to it. But it's also kind of nice in that sense that you don't have to sit down and, you know, be invested for hours at a time. You can sit down and play for an hour and then leave mm-hmm. the you know, parts that are supposed to be chase-like, you know, it takes one or two tries and then you can get past Mm -hmm. it. It's not like you're going to be stuck on it for hours. I think it's overall really fun. I agree that it's definitely worth the price. I know I haven't played a ton of games this year, but uh, it's it's really Mm -hmm. fun. It's enjoyable. I mean, it's cats. Mm -hmm. Can't go wrong. It's funny you say that because that that is where I wanted to go first because to me that's like the least spoilery thing. But in terms of the... Uh, cat part of the game, the fact that you're playing as a cat, I feel like they completely nailed that part of the game of you're doing all of the things that a cat is doing of like scratching the trees or the carpets and stretching in funny ways or just you have a button to like knock things off shelves, um, walking on pianos or keyboards. Um, like when you get the when you first get the harness on the cat and he's like trying to, you know, trying to get out of it, like just perfect in that way and i mean having the dedicated meow button is very fun as well that you can also like do in the middle of what feel like just set cutscenes, but you can just like meow through them and spam meows which i think is great because that's my cat sammy was meowing non-stop so that's something she would totally do so i feel like in terms of the cat stuff and the fact that you're playing as a cat in this game those animations the feel of that the charm how cute and fun it is like holy shit they fucking nail that you can tell that these developers are cat owners and cat lovers through and through i completely agree i had notes for the same thing that even just some of the movements you know like if you get hurt and then you limp for a bit and then you lick your Mm -hmm. leg yeah what cats do anytime they're injured yeah i i will say that i am kind of sad that there's you know, not spoiler, literally as soon as you start the game, there's four cats. And I thought I was like, oh, I'm going to get to pick which cat mm. I want. But no, <laughs> I was a little sad that I was stuck with the one cat. Not that he's a bad cat, but I, I would have liked some choice with my cat customization. That's fair. Well, I mean, you are on <laughs> PC and I've seen a hundred thousand mods already of people putting their cat in there. Garfield is a playable character in this I game. Like, so I'm sure that someone has already made that mod where you can just choose between those four cats. So yes, it's not in the game, but yeah, I mean, at least on the PC scene, you're going to get that stuff. But yeah, I see what you mean. That would have been fun if you got to pick which one you want. But you know, at the same time, they've been marketing this one cat. So I don't know. I feel like I've already kind of grown attached to uh, the one that we did get. But I, I see where you're coming from because they are all very cute. I did read that there was a cat that wandered into the developer studio and mm. then just kind of made itself at home. And that was actually the cat in this game. So the cat is a real cat. Nice. So probably why they didn't let you choose anyone else because it's based on said cat. Right. So, that makes sense. Fun little detail. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I got to say too, like this is maybe the least spoilery thing ever, but the the opening of this game where you're just kind of chilling with those four cats, and each one of them you have some interaction where you're using to play fighting or just kind of cuddling each other, sniffing each other, super cute. Like I was immediately charmed by this game because of that first minute. Like just before there's any real cutscene or anything, like that's where you kind of start the game. I thought that was a perfect way to do it and show off like their animation chops too, because everything like looks very great and. I'm not going to say life. I guess I will say life. Like, just very cat life. Like, it, it definitely worked. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so next, I, I kind of want to touch on, like, just the the aesthetics of it, the, the music and the visuals. So, first of all, the music, I think they did an amazing job here. Um, I should probably look up the composer's name. I'll do that when you're talking, but... Uh, the music is fantastic because it is kind of that cyberpunk setting. And so it has those kind of ominous tones. Um, but the music is like very, very layered and very textured. I was listening to like the soundtrack again on Spotify and just like really getting to just focus on the music. And like, it is just really fantastic. And I feel like there's a lot of stuff in there that I, I don't know how intentional or not it was. I'm sure it was partially intentional. There's just certain sounds that kind of simulate the environment away, like certain drum sounds that almost sound like someone hitting like a garbage can lid or, you know, there's a character in this game who's playing like a guitar and it's like an oil drum. And I feel like the soundtrack, it's not using like these rinky dink instruments. It's using actual instruments, but they're kind of simulating these sounds to kind of imitate what I guess the kind of music capabilities of this world. And I thought that was really cool that they kind of went the extra mile to do some of that stuff. Um, And even like, some of this pitter patter sounds almost sound like the cat walking and stuff like that. I, I feel like I really got to commend the soundtrack here. Um, I'll look at the composer's name while you're saying, while you're talking, but you mentioned the music earlier too. So I, I think you're on the same page as me on that one. Yeah. I was definitely going to shout out as well, that adding the sound effects of the pitter patter, or even when you do push things off, I don't know if, you know, when you're higher up, if, you push something off you can actually like count the seconds until you hear it hit mm. the ground and then if you go higher up you can hit something else and count and it'll be longer until it hits like they did a really right. good job with you know those little tiny sound effects too mm-hmm. and to kind of back what you were saying about the musician with the little oil drum it's also kind of interesting that the music is not super you know nice and flowy and in a way, I actually thought they went for a way that would probably be aesthetically pleasing to the ears of a robot. It was very mm. tingy and, you know, right. kind of ones and zeros as opposed to flowy. <laughs> so I thought I like that, that was that kind of a cool little, yeah, cool little thought for them to do. And I think a lot of the sound effects kind of fit in that same, like you were saying, what kind of sounds robots would be able to make or like to hear things like that mm-hmm. so yeah so Jan van der Krusen is the composer there so shout outs to them I gotta say one criticism of the Spotify album is that they don't have those eight uh songs that that robot plays and you give the sheet music to which I get it like they're just kind of like these simple acoustic songs but I, I hope they put that as like a bonus thing on Spotify because a couple of those songs I was just totally jamming with it. I'm like, well, I'm not going to progress right now. I'm just going to sit here. And they give you that option too. Uh, oh yeah, that reminds me. I have like some backgrounds you can find for YouTube. But like, yeah, they let you sit there and just listen to it because the music, even though those are simple, simpler songs, like they're so good that, uh, I don't know, sometimes I did just sit down just to listen to the rest of the song. And it's unclear. Some of them I feel like loop. Other ones I feel like do have a finite ending, but hopefully that stuff gets put up on uh, YouTube because I really liked 
listening to those tracks. It's uh, funny. I'm just going to do a quick shout out. We were talking about this and you said that you really liked the Ballad of a Lonely Robot, I believe Mm -hmm. is what it was called. That was the last one I found. So I was just like, oh, yeah, that song's great. I I just just found it today. (laughs) So, And did it live up to the hype then if it was uh, built up all this time? Oh, yeah. My my cat fell right asleep. It was just a perfect lullaby. Awesome. Yeah, it's a banging track. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Visually as well, I mean, it's the same thing. The game looks fantastic. It it legitimately looks like a triple-A game, I would say. Um, I think the the color is fantastic in terms of, one, using that like just as as guiding the player in certain ways. I, I felt like, you know, a game like this where you're playing a small character who is very agile, the idea that like, invisible wall there is a lot of invisible walls and i did bump into a few but i feel like just with how they incorporated color in the game i feel like i wasn't often going off track into places i wasn't supposed to go or wasn't allowed to go um and i think a lot of that is just credit to i don't know little things like there's like air vents on all sorts of buildings and stuff that you're jumping up and they'll put like they'll make it turn on there's like little uh ribbons or something that are floating um when when you can jump on one, which is like a very creative way to just tell you like, you can jump on this one, but there's other ones that have spikes on top. So it's like, well, you clearly can't jump on that one. Um, So I feel like for a game that could be pretty ambiguous where you can and can't go, just the the use of color. And I mean, sometimes they're just using arrows to point you a certain ways, but just like they clearly put a ton of effort into some of these locations to make it really obvious where you can and can't go without explicitly telling you or without having like something just arbitrarily blocking you off. So uh, you know, just commend them on that. And uh, I'm going to commend some of these locations more specifically when we talk about when we get a little bit further down here in this conversation. But there's a couple locations that are just some of my favorite, like towns or levels, like just really, really well designed um, just vis- from the visual perspective. And as we mentioned, the animations are fantastic too. So absolutely beautiful, beautiful game. I don't know too if you noticed... I mean, you got farther than I did, so there's this, if it holds true for the end of the game or not. But as you kind of progress, you know, things get brighter, you know, in the background mm. of the scene here that we have is, you know, first kind of place you go and it's quite dark, a lot of just yellows and oranges. Mm-hmm. Then as you get into you farther in the game, it just slowly gets brighter and brighter until the fact when you're outside and it's just sunlight and natural and everything's bright and green mm-hmm. and i thought that was you know kind of a fun play as you're making your way outside you can just visually start to see it mm-hmm. and i will say i didn't actually notice so many invisible walls you know just based on the fact that i wasn't i was just looking for places to jump I think there was only one or two spaces where I was like, I should be able to jump there. Like 100%, my cat has made bigger jumps than this before. Mm -hmm. But other than that, you know, they have it. So you are doing cat-like things like sneaking in between bars Mm -hmm. if you're small enough and being able to climb under things. uh, If there's enough space, you can actually, you know, get down on all fours and do do the little scooch. Yeah. Moments like that. uh, I love the uh, visuals that you get with the robot expressions as well. Mm-hmm. I thought Very there was cute. some, yeah, really good ones. You can't see it in the picture here, but when she's playing music, there's actually, you know, music notes on her face. 
<laughs> can't sit on that one either <laughs> our images <laughs> don't don't illustrate that but we know what you're talking about yeah so and even just looking at this background here that you have sure maybe there's not a ton to interact to in this scene but look at all the details all the different mm -hmm. imaging that they made for this made up language and the ac units all the signs having different things all the neon colors there was mm -hmm. just so much detail even down to the reflection on the cement mm -hmm. yeah i feel like in in terms of cyberpunk worlds that we've seen in games like this has got to be one of the very best um, and, you know, it's not an expansive open world, but I, I feel like even just with the levels and the towns that they did have in there, like this is easily one of the coolest cyberpunk worlds we've ever been able to interact with. Uh, and yeah, kind of go going right into the movement as you were talking about, I feel like they did a good job here because if they had given the player complete freedom with the control where you can like your jump button, just say jumps you two feet in the air or four feet in the air whatever it is and you can just freely go wherever you want i think that could have been a, a, a it would have been a very different game in terms of just the platforming element of the game but i also think it would have made a lot less clear where you can and can't go what you're capable of and you know sometimes you're right like there is a ledge it's like i should be able to jump there but since you don't have like the x telling you that you can jump up there you know that you're not supposed to do that or you're not supposed to go there and I, I think that was for the best because I think a fully free movement in this game, I could see that being very glitchy and buggy. Whereas instead, like since everything is kind of choreographed in a way, it makes it so all oh, like the animations look great. It never, never feels like you're glitching your cat out in a weird way. Like everything felt natural. So I think that was the way to go. But I'm curious if you agree with that or if you would have liked a more free flowing movement system. So just kind of to backtrack, you know, you talked about it's not the biggest world for, you know, a cyberpunk type game, but they did go up. There mm -hmm. is a lot up. So you do rely on that jumping a lot. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually really preferred this. I think I would not have enjoyed this game as much as I did if I walked to an edge to try and jump to another platform and I fell yeah. because well, you controlled your own jumping. Yeah, it, so to be able to just walk to an edge and then look around and when something appeared that I can jump to, I can then, you know, not press X, I have press space and I jump. Mm -hmm. For yeah. me, that was 100% the better choice. I, yeah, I don't think I would have enjoyed, especially then, you know, you're going to start introducing things like dying and mm -hmm. because if you jump off a high building things like right. that it, it just would change the feel of the game completely yeah it would take away some of those chill vibes and i also think it would make the game way harder because a lot of the times you know since you are playing a very thin you know character you're jumping on like very specific things like uh i don't know what are, what are those called like a girder like floating in the air or just like these little tiny ledges that you're on so yeah that would be very hard if you had to precision platform that and you know one, one like i think that's a good reason they didn't do that is because Mud's been playing the game. She, I'm not going to say she struggles with like 3D games like this, but you know, something like just controlling the camera and moving, you know, she just hasn't played enough of these games to have that fully down. But because of the system that's in here, it, it's very easy and she can play through it and enjoy it all the same as someone like me who's played, you know, hundreds of uh, 3D platformers like this. So I think they did a good job there. And then you mentioned the auto jump previously. I also think that was just a, a very smart interaction. Um, where I think some some games have that for very specific types of movement, but this just in general, you can just hold that jump button down. And like you're saying, if you're climbing up a building, 
you'll just go like one by one all the way up to the top um, rather than spamming the button constantly. So I, I really like that. And it sounds like it, it works a bit better on the PlayStation controller than it does mouse and keyboard just with how many fingers you have. Um, but at least on the on the controller, I thought it was uh, a really great inclusion. I hope to see that kind of included in, in more games because it just made the... I mean, one, you can just really feel that momentum of like being a cat and just going from thing to thing uh, without thinking about it. So it felt very natural as well. Um, moving along. So next... Uh, in the com- in the gameplay section, we should talk a bit about the combat. And I, I just want to throw to you, I'm curious what you thought about this combat, which is, like, specifically when you're fighting the little Zerks, the little Zerk dudes, um, the little alien creatures, whatever you want to call them. Uh, what, what did you think of these kind of combat sequences? Uh, so, you know, just to clarify, they are bacteria meant to eat garbage that have uh, grown to the point where they can eat metal. And come on now, aliens. That's no. some pretty good lore. That's some pretty good lore. So thank you for calling me out on that. <laughs> I, you know, I found them fun in the fact that it it did take me one or two tries. I didn't find that running away from them was so simple that it was, I never had to restart anything. But I think I would have enjoyed it more on a keyboard. And I have to ask what your setup for it was because I found holding shift and trying to hit alt and run at the same time was really awkward. I found mm-hmm. I died a lot just from trying to smash alt. So I, yeah. I am interested in your setup for that. I mean, I think it's, I think you just hold down the trigger and then it, or maybe you hold down uh, like the left to aim and then the right to like ch- charge your gun, shoot your gun, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it was never really an issue. It's not like you're holding down too many buttons at the same time. So, I forgot about the gun. I still just shook everything off and ran. So. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. The gun. Well, the gun. See, that's the thing. That's why I brought it up because it's weird that they. I feel like they go through this whole adventure of you tracking down this tech that this guy built, and you go like this little adventure to go get the materials to put this gun together, and then you use it for a like a level, a chapter, and then it like breaks, and you just don't get it ever again. So I was like. I, I think in, in one way it's good. I feel like this game is often switching between like, okay, then you have like stealth puzzles later on or like environment puzzles or these combat sequences or these runaway sequences. And it doesn't really, like the depth of any one of them isn't isn't astounding, but it's more about the variety. And it's a short experience that's like, okay, use this gun for half an hour and then you're on to the next thing. So from that perspective, I thought it was good, but I just felt it was a bit weird that we went on this whole adventure to build this gun and find out like the blueprint for it. And then it just gets destroyed and, and then like the game never touches on it again. Um, so I, I thought that part of it was a bit weird. And even I think with the part you're at in the game, this is maybe in, maybe getting a bit more spoilery, but you just at, at a certain point, you just don't see the Zerks anymore. Like they're just gone. And I get it. Like as you're going higher up, you're going from the lower class slums area to the higher class area. So you'd think those areas are that way because they're safer and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it, it did it did feel kind of maybe a bit strange or maybe disconnected that you kind of interact with this enemy, but then later parts of the game, they aren't really a threat anymore. At the same time, if they had thrown a bunch more combat sequences in, I think I'd be right here complaining that it's too much of that unless they added depth to it. So I think it was good. I think maybe just on the story perspective of it, maybe it was a bit uh, strange the way that it was written. Um, that it's a whole, this whole quest that you're going on. I did too. One problem I had with that is that he gets this gun fixed and he's like, 
why don't I just give it to your buddy? And it's like, you're the metal guy who can't get eaten. Why are you giving it to me, the <laughs> cat, who is fast and agile and made it this right. far? So, you know, to me, that not that it affected anything, but it just seemed like a really weird story piece instead of him holding on to it and you kind of trying to protect or stay near him. But mm-hmm. um, we'll talk about that. I think I have a point on that <laughs> later on, but we'll, 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 we'll save that for story stuff later on. So I, I can see where you're coming from as well with the Zerks just kind of disappearing, but I think it does work with that whole kind of lore piece of it that they were created as a bacteria to destroy garbage in the slums. So it does mm-hmm. make sense that it stays in the slums. But I don't know if maybe it happens later on, but I still don't understand what's with the eyes. Is that ever explained or is there just randomly eyes out of nowhere? And Do you mean on the Zerks? Like that the, the, the Zerks have eyes that you're talking about? Just on the walls, the big, huge ones. Oh my God. I completely forgot those. That was a thing. I think I took that as that being like the, uh, the mothership, so to speak. Like that was kind of the main hub for them or the, the spawning zone in their home or something like that. So maybe that was just like a bunch of them that have kind of congealed together to form this one beast or just want like the mother was, of them. It wasn't just the one eye though. So you might not remember because yeah. we started playing this a while ago. It's the entire walls of the sewer. Yeah. Are covered in eyes. Hmm. Yeah. I think that is just kind of their home base so to speak. But yeah, I don't really think there ever is necessarily an answer for okay. that. And, you know, it could be that the those memories that you talked about earlier being one of the collectibles are kind of giving you lore stuff. Um, and, and maybe I missed one that talks about that or explains some of that. But I, yeah, I feel like I don't have an answer to that. That kind of goes along with what I was saying of like the Zerks become kind of a non-issue later on in the game as you progress your mission. Um, so maybe we'll talk a bit more about that later on when we get to more story-specific things. But in terms of the uh, gameplay of it, I actually really, I, I almost would have been happier had the game not had the gun at all. And instead it was just these sequences where you're running away, shaking them off. Because I like that where there's one where you have, you're having to go up an elevator and you have to first call the elevator. The elevator is slowly coming down and then you just kind of got to run around in circles and kind of kite them and not get caught and survive for that amount of time. And that I really enjoyed, like trying to use in the environment. And that felt very cat-like. It does not feel very cat-like to get the zapping, you know, plasma gun and like shoot a bunch of enemies down. Um, that, that fit less for me. And it wasn't like all that fun when I did have the option to do it anyway. Um, but I guess then the other kind of, I guess you could call this combat in a way is with the stealth sequences. Uh, there's kind of these robots later on that have a very kind of classic uh, visual cone that you can see their light where you can see where they're tracking and you're just sneaking around. And once again, I don't think there's too much to dig into here. It's not a fully fleshed out stealth system. But for being a nimble little cat hiding behind, you know, boxes or hiding in boxes, hiding around corners and stuff like that, I think it worked. And I, I did like those stealth sequences. And they're, I'd say they're more puzzles than stealth uh, in the way they were used. But I thought they were fun enough for how much they were in the game. I can't super touch on that because I'm just being introduced to the sentinels i haven't gotten to the part where i'm avoiding them yet but i just from the things i've been able to do now you know hiding in boxes and interacting with the police quote unquote i can Mm -hmm. see what's coming um and i i do think it is 
nice that they do have multiple types of quote unquote enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, it had we gone back to just more Zerks, I don't know that I would be super happy about it. Mm-hmm. They'd have to like add some different types or something because there's really only one Zerk type and one stealth robot type. Like there's not a lot of variety there. The variety is more like, I don't know, getting these different types of challenges, I suppose. Um, so another thing, we kind of touched on this, but puzzles. I don't know if there's any puzzle in this game that's outstanding and one that I would praise. Oh, what a great puzzle that was. They are all pretty simple. Usually just like knock a box off a shelf or put this, you know, crate thing on this switch and then you can move on or things like that. Um, but I, I thought they were fine too. Like they, none of them really took me that long to figure out because of that. So they were fine just as little, little hiccups in your journey. Um, one thing that I did, like we talked about how you can kind of scratch trees and couches and stuff like that. I like that, that that's used for a couple puzzles in certain ways where you're, right, it's not even really a puzzle, but you're just kind of like scratching to destroy something. So I thought it was fun that they kind of took what one is like this one mechanic that's supposed to be just kind of cute and there for flavor, but instead they actually do use it uh, to kind of solve a puzzle later on a couple times throughout this game. So I, I like that. And uh, any anything touch on the puzzles? I, I don't know. There's not much to break down there, but anything you wanted to say on that part of it? I do like that not everything is a puzzle that's mm-hmm. for gameplay too. You know, this game does have achievements and some of yeah. the things, you know, if you are an achievement hunter, you know, trying to do the puzzle of finding all of the vending machines to be mm-hmm. able to get a memory and you know rubbing on x amount of robots yeah for you know there's just little things that you know the achievements in this aren't hard but they're still puzzly in a kind of fun way mm-hmm. but i agree there's nothing overly that you know i got stuck onto the point where it was like i need to google how to beat this or mm-hmm. i need to google how to solve this yeah it's just you explore enough and you'll find it mm-hmm I did want to, it's funny you mentioned that, because I did want to commend the achievement list, because I think it is pretty creative here. It does have those basic things of, like, do everything to get all the collectibles. Um, But there is one that stood out to me, which is uh, the speedrun achievement. You have to beat the game in under two hours. That's that's awesome. I love, like, not many games have that. Splunky has that, of course. Splunky wanted to, which is a fun challenge to go for. In this game, I don't think it's going to be that hard i mean for you you're at like six hours so that might that might be i mean i guess when you're going through it a second time they're looking for collectibles i'm sure you could blast through it pretty quick um i'm gonna save that one for i think a couple months from now i want to like kind of have a second hit of this game a bit later on uh but i think i'm definitely going to get that go back and get that one not that i'm achievement hunter i just think that's a fun challenge to go for and there's other things that are just like challenges for certain levels uh which i think is cool like one of them is to get through this stealth sequence without getting caught on this and you can like replay that chapter to just specifically go for that things like that so i think it is a really good achievement list which is very important for short games like this to give players um maybe other reasons to go back and do things like not everyone wants to just do collectibles collect you know getting all the collectibles going through a game again looking in every last corner that's not fun for a lot of people me included i'm not really into that but certain challenge like ways to challenge you on a certain level or speed run the game like that's pretty cool so I think they did a good job there. And once again, that just adds more replayability to the game and, and stretches out that what was for me a four hour playtime, which I'm sure will add another maybe hour or two uh, as I go through and try some of these other challenges. So that'll be fun. Um, well, shout out ahead. as well, because they added achievements that are very cat like. Uh, hmm. So, you know, 
quick five second spoiler if you don't want to know what the achievements <laughs> are but you know there's one that's sleep for an hour so mm. basically lie down and then leave your game running and it's just you know what a cat thing to do mm -hmm. or to uh scratch slash mark your territory in each level mm -hmm. every single one uh and then i gotta go back and know, do that one i'm like but now i'm also like times yeah, meow, the meow a hundred times. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm doing that. And I spam that for a bit. I don't know which scratching posts I'm missing, so I gotta go back and I don't know if there's a checkbox to tell you which ones you've done, but I don't know which ones I'm missing, which is a bit of a struggle. But I'm sure I can look at a guide to figure that out pretty quick. I mean, just off the top of my head, probably like the sewer when you're, you know, mm -hmm. running through that. Right. But That's a good point. You know, it's definitely fun that those type of achievements that are just specifically cat related as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's take another ad break here and uh, come back and we have a lot more notes on this game. We are back. So I'm going to put another spoiler warning here. I want to get a little bit more specific with things. I want to talk about specific levels, certain areas. So... Fair warning, if you haven't played the game yet, maybe now is a good time to jump out, go play the game, come back, and listen to more. Um, but I, the main thing I want to praise with this game, I think my if I had to distill like my favorite thing, uh, is these kind of hub-slash-town areas. Uh, you are now at Midtown. There's also the slums. There is a third one, but I don't think I have too much to say about that one. But in particular, the slums and Midtown are like just excellently designed areas. Uh, let's start with the slums, which we talked about, you know, finding the music sheets is fun. Finding the vending machines, that one yellow hidden vending machine, like the alleyway, took me forever to find. I actually had to use a guide for that because I'm like, well, I want to move on to the next area. And I looked everywhere, so I could not find uh, that one. But that, that's that's fine. It was still fun looking around all those, those corners, going in the bar, going in all these different areas, the kind of puzzle of meowing to distract the guy throwing paint so he drops it on the ground and the guy just goes clean up so you can get in that building like just a lot of fun kind of adventure game things where you're doing one thing to get one item to take that to another character da, 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 da. Um, and then revisiting the slums a couple times each time you kind of get a little bit more maybe a new room or new areas opened up the verticality of it like that is a fantastic hub area i i loved loved that town loved every time i had to go back to it i will agree i when you get to that area and you know momo's waiting for you uh if there's anything else you want to do here mm -hmm. you know i'm closing this door behind you and i was like oh yeah. well shit now i gotta go find that extra can like a hundred percent uh and it was actually looking for that that i found the last music sheet too nice but i ended up having to guide it i was like okay i gotta get past this because dylan's not gonna want to just talk about the slums <laughs> um, i will talk about the slums for an hour if you want <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, it's really lots of just kind of Easter eggs. It's a good introduction to what the game holds. Did you get the slam dunk achievement? So I, I did, that's like the basketball one, right? I saw a basketball at one point in the game, but it wasn't in the slums. Is that where that is? Yeah. Okay. So I, I found a basketball later on. I think it's when you're getting the gun, uh, you're going to meet up with, I think it's maybe Doc. And there is a basketball on the ground. And I like, I couldn't find a hoop, but I kicked it around everywhere I could to see if I could find, like, get that achievement because I had seen that on the list. But now that I know it's in the slums, I'll have to go back and find it. But I, that sounds cool. I didn't know there was a, an extra thing to do in the slums past what I already had done. Do you want me to tell you where it is? Please go for it. 
So there's the like the guide person right when you enter the town and then mm -hmm. to the right is where the market is. So at the top right. of that stairs, there's a basketball and it's sitting on top of a ramp and at the bottom of a ramp is a fallen down garbage can. So you have to mm. hit the ball and have it roll down the ramp into the garbage can. That's fun. I will have to go back and, and do that for sure. I like that. So, yeah, you know, just little things like that. I played around so long in that mm -hmm. area. Um, you know, scratching on all the different doors, seeing if someone would open their door, yeah. or just even listening to what people had to say if they didn't want to open it. Um, yeah, overall, I think it's a really great introduction to the town. I think it's a really great way to find out how to play, being able to talk to all these different people. You know, I ended up having that cable carried with me since almost the beginning. It was like, oh, this costs one can mm. and I've got three can or two cans. I was like, perfect. I'll just buy this cable. And yeah, I don't know when I'll need it, but here it is. <laughs> so I, yeah, I think the slums was the really the one area that I kind of hit those invisible walls in, mm. but that was probably That's just because of how much time I spent there. Right. Yeah. Naturally, if you're Stretching it to its fullest, you're probably going to find some of the cracks there. Um, and yeah, there are a lot of a lot of great characters there too. And I mean, even that mission when you're first there to find the four, I guess, houses, uh, whatever you want to call them, four apartments to um, get the the four notebooks. Like that, that's fun too. To go and kind of stretch out on the rooftops and find all those places. So yeah, I thought the slums is like just just fantastic. Um, and then Midtown, I wanted to praise as well. And I know you're there now, so don't have to talk too much in spoilers about it, but I, I think this is like, an, it's even a bigger area. Uh, it's fun just checking out the different shops. Like there's a clothing shop you can walk in, see what kind of the styles are. Um, there, there's more here of like, there, you have to like solve some puzzles to get into certain buildings. Um, and some of them I think open up after like another time you come back to Midtown as well. And I, I really liked all those puzzles of like figuring how to do some things out there. Um, and... Yeah, I don't know. I just I also loved Midtown as like another fantastic town village area. Uh, one that I, I I feel like maybe I didn't spend quite as much time there as the slums because I don't know if there's really any collectibles there. Uh, but you know, there's also some like kind of stealth challenges you're doing in this town. Uh, and you're coming back here a couple times. So really, really love Midtown as well. Another fantastic town. And I think the design of this one is maybe more intriguing too. Just the visuals of walking down that main street with all the shops is, is really fun. Yeah, this one is, it's not as slummy, right? It's got more of that visual appeal because it has, you know, the mid, it's not the outside, but it's also not the bottom. I do want to give a shout out to two, I guess, I don't know, one's an Easter egg and one was just a, a mm -hmm. sequence you could do. There's someone lying on a bench and you can jump up on him. He's sleeping and he goes, oh, and like sits up and then he looks, sees a cat and then there's a little heart on his face and he lies back down and goes back to yeah. sleep. So cute. And it's just, yeah, it's such a perfect, it's exactly what happens when you're lying and a cat jumps up on you and it just made my heart so happy because it's just so on point. And the other one is, there is a guy, and I don't know if you got to talk to him, but he's sitting there at a noodle shop and he's going, I used to own a bar once, but then I got a screwdriver to the knee. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, of course, we're going to make 
uh, arrow to the knee joke in this game. It's just I, so great. I feel like it's been a good five years since I've heard one of those memes. I feel like that one has kind of been retired, uh, but it kind of makes sense. Like, obviously, Skyrim does not exist in this universe, or maybe it does, but it feels like that's like an outdated joke that this guy would tell who's maybe been alive for hundreds of years. Like, it it felt logical in that way almost, so I, I like that as well. I thought that was fun. Yeah, well, and just the fact, you know, we haven't heard that joke in so long that it <laughs> didn't feel like a, a cringe about it. Like, it's not like, uh, right. it was like, nice throwback, guys. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. It was good. Um, and then there, there's a third kind of, I'm not going to call it a hub area because you kind of only go through here once, but there is some collecting you can do going around talking to different people. Uh, Ant Village, I think is the name of this one. And yeah, I don't think I have much to add here. I think it's cool because it's visually something different where it's kind of this one vertical column going up and you're kind of going around it in a like, cylindrical way. But there's like a lot of different hidden pathways that you can go around the sides of it. Um, there's like these flower collectibles you're looking for that I liked finding all those. And talking to some of the people there, you can interrupt a game of Mahjong, which was, you know, fun. Jump up on the table, knock the do dominoes over. Not dominoes, the Mahjong tiles, whatever they're called. Uh, and they get kind of pissed at you. But then you come back and they're playing again. They're happy. So uh, I like that town as well, although it doesn't reach the height of the other two. Uh, but it's still a cool, uh, maybe a standout level of the game for me. I will just say to that uh, with the Mahjong one he's just like something like 6,842 to 6 yeah and then you talk to the other person she's like statistically I should have won at least 8 times and it's <laughs> like you've played over 6,000 games and you're just concerned about those 2 extra wins mm -hmm. yeah I like the personality of the of the characters uh, in that particular town I thought they were a bit, a bit uh, strange a bit kooky a bit rough around the edges but I thought they were kind of fun to talk to um, I, I don't know if I have any other like specific levels to shout out. There's one later in the game that I think is pretty cool. I don't know if you've actually been there yet, but yeah, like the sewers, the rooftops, like all these locations are good. There's no level that dragged for me. Uh, I just don't think they're maybe as standout as like these town areas for me, but I still thought like from start to finish, I had fun with this game in every level. And if there was a handful more, I would have been very happy to go through each and every one of them. So just shout outs to the level design in general. It's, not outstanding or anything, but it's it still is fantastic and holds up. Well, and I will back that, and I will add to you know shout out for offering, you know, different styles. You know, this the ant town is a tree as opposed to you know mm -hmm. another just smaller city, right. and you do have the sewers and the outside both as different pieces where you interact with the zerk so mm -hmm. it's not just constantly in the sewer area it's not like you do the sewer twice so you know i will shout out that they found ways to continue the story but with different scenery definitely definitely um okay moving ahead we're kind of approaching story here but i kind of want to just shout out the this is not specific to the story but just the world in general because I mean, I guess that we've we've talked about this, but I really love the design of this world. Um, and I, I found the lore super interesting. You were talking about the bacteria. That's that's cool. But even just like I was happy to find all the memories. And that's why I was spending time to trying to look in different you know corners and stuff to see if I could find more of those memories. Because anytime B12 was you know reciting some memory, it was like some interesting bit of lore about this world that I was like fascinated with when you kind of learn about 
the sky and how it these lights are going on that they've kind of simulated as their stars um, and just the different vibes of the characters down in the slum areas and the ones up above. Like I, all the translations, just seeing um, all these different like little stories or just like pieces of art on the wall. This game is like jam-packed with flavor and, and just story bits all over the place um, that I was just captivated in all these areas. And I think that's why I like the town so much because there's maybe higher density of that kind of stuff. But in general, like I want to go back and get all the memories, not for the collect-a-thon part of it, not for the 100%, not for the achievement, but because I just want like a little more information about this world. Like Everything is so intriguing to me. So big shouts to the game on that front. I think oftentimes I'm not a huge lore guy on games like this. Like I'll maybe pick up a collectible if I see it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to get it. But I was just totally digging um, the story and the world that they've created here, and I hope we see more of it in the future, which we'll talk about that part of it in a bit. But yeah, I love love that lore. love all those world details. Do you remember what percentage of memories you were at? Um, I think I had, I'm going to say 70 to 80%. I'm definitely missing a good few of them. So definitely worthy of a, a second playthrough. Or I, I mean, I'll probably do like that speedrun achievement and maybe bring up a guide so I can find them all. Because I don't know if I want to like individually look in all those corners, as I mentioned, but I definitely want to get them all. It's uh, it's funny because I, I'm i pretty sure I'm, so not 100%, but I'm 100% to where I am, except nice. for the sewer. Because you can see there's three memories in a row that are blank. Mm. And so I have like the entire top row and then three that are missing. And then in Midtown, it's starting off again. And I've got two or three after. And right. it was just, I hated the sewer with the creepy eyes and mm -hmm. just like the anxiety of waiting for the little bubbles to pop. So I was like, I'm going to just book it through this. Yeah. So it's, um, I'm having a fun time with those. And I do agree. Even just the little kind of details that you get talking not even just from the memories but talking to other robots and they'll say little comments about you know oh this plant did x y and z from the human era so they've really put a lot of time into how this civilization kind of evolved from the humans and into where it is now and and i you know i don't want to kind of ruin it too much but i think you know b12 really is a fun way for them to bridge that gap mm -hmm. of the, kind of the levels of characterization yeah i think b12 is is very successful for me and i maybe have a bit of gripes of stuff that happens after where you are so i won't go into spoilers on that but I, the character of b12 as being this i guess tool for your character to interact with characters in the world and get information that a cat who is a normal cat who before this game came out, I was like, is this a robot cat? Like what's going on here? I feel like I'm missing something. Um, but as far as I can tell, just a regular, regular old cat, but B12 is kind of your way to get uh, more of that information. And, st and so it kind of has like that uh, B8 or R2D2 kind of energy to him where he's like kind of just making these cute beats and bleeps and, you know, touching on the world and stuff. But I think it was very successful as it opens up beyond that without, I guess spoiling stuff. I think you already know this, but just, you know, the character being more than that and having a backstory and learning about that. And really you're like, you're learning about B12's story. Those are what the memories are. They're not your memories. Um, and I think that was like a, a very successful thing for me in general. And uh, yeah, one of my like, pro definitely like a standout character in the game for me uh, being B12. There's a few fun ones in there, 
but B12 actually kind of has like an arc and you're kind of getting a lot more information on them. So yeah, I really, really liked B12 for, I mean, one, the gameplay purposes, but also like, yeah, I guess having a companion is fun, but then also just the character itself, the backstory is, is very interesting to me. Yeah. And I do know, it, you know, you're talking about when you find out he's, you know, actually, you know, spoiler alert, actually a human yeah. and he's mm -hmm. been in the network. Uh, and I do like that they add things, you know, afterwards, you know, he has this moment where he doesn't want to talk to anybody, you know, showing that he still has these human emotions and mm -hmm. get the little moments saying how he, when he was in the network and everything went from English to symbols, he had all this time. And so that's how he sat there translating each single symbol into English <laughs> and back again. Right. So that way he taught himself to learn this language, mm -hmm. you know, just all these fun little kind of pieces to his character like you said creating that arc i do think that this was a very successful way to have it so your character can do things i don't know that if there was lore about how it goes from robot to cat that i missed so that mm. part i do have you know a little bit of questionable i, I maybe i'm wondering if there's something like when you're getting the backpack on uh if that is somehow like connected to you in a way that's doing it. Uh, I'd have to go back and read the dialogue that happens around that sequence. Maybe there's a explanation there. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember anything, but because um, that would be the only thing that I really would be confused about, especially with them giving information about how he knows the language and everything. But mm -hmm. yeah, you know, it's a cat and a robot. You kind of got to suspend some belief a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. Talking about the story, uh, I, I'm I'm very happy with the story overall. I think it's mostly because of the world and, I mean, the cat who doesn't really have a story necessarily. But I just I just love the cat. He's so like filled with so much personality. But like as I mentioned, B12 is great, and I like some of the other characters. I I think really where I would, I don't want to say the game falls apart at the end, but I do have a couple of things that I think could have elevated the game past where it sits for me on the story front unfortunately those things do happen past where you are so i don't really want to spoil them uh for you because you're so close to the ending but i'm i'm still very happy with the story but yeah like i said i think there's just a couple things that could have been elevated a little bit for me i'll, I'll give one example that is not really a spoiler because you're it's it's i don't know it's a pseudo spoilery-ish thing but i'll 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 let you know here i know that the cat doesn't die I know that the last two sections are called, I think, jail and then outside. Right. And so, you know, there are a few things I know. I don't okay. think anything you're going to say is going to ruin the game. I feel confident in that. So if you want to talk about it, I'm happy to listen. I... Uh, but I'll... I'll I'll just say that I I guess I wish there was a a little bit more with a couple things at the end. I don't I don't think I need to get specific. I'll 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 share this though because this is, you know, technically, uh, whatever. I'll just say this. Okay, so one of my maybe issues with this game is is something you've already experienced, which is that you're kind of getting introduced to these different ro robots throughout the world. So Momo is kind of your first big one who kind of sticks with you, and then. Uh, you're finding the different journals for these characters, and then you're kind of going to find these characters. You're finding Doc, and then Clementine, and and all these things. Um, I, I felt like maybe one of my issues with this game is that all those characters are kind of playing a relay race, where you're going from Momo, but then you get, okay, here's your new character, 
and I'm done. You can, you know, go experience the world and story with this character now. And then Clementine does this thing, and then it's like, okay, see you later. You go do your thing. I'm gone. Um, and it, for me, it was like two things. One, it just felt like a lot of those times, the reasons why the character wasn't coming with you wasn't really solid. They're just like, okay, see you, man. Or like, oh, it's kind of dangerous. But it's like, you've already done all this other stuff with me and already risked your life. So like, I don't know why you're not coming with me at this point. And then the second side of that is that a lot of these characters like know each other. They're set up as like they were being, they were friends, they worked together in some way. And so I, I just would have liked maybe some more interaction between them. Uh, since you're not having these in-depth conversations with these characters, you're more just kind of getting some information from them and moving on to your next thing. But I think that's where it could have elevated to me if they had somehow find, find a way to bring these characters together, whether that's this one character goes with you for that journey and they don't have to be with you in every single scene, but like, you know, I'll stand here, you go do the big cat thing, which opens up a drawbridge so I can come along with you. Whatever it is, find your reason. But I think, you know, Momo having the setup of like, I got to find my friends and then you just go do that. But then Momo never interacts with their friends uh, is maybe a, a bit of a letdown for me in that I just feel like they're, could have been a, a cool scene or moment where you get to see some of these interactions after they haven't spoken for years or what have you been up to or what have you found out like let's finish this journey together just they just the game just doesn't try to do any of those things so it's hard to say it failed at it it just i i think uh didn't didn't go above and beyond in that way Yeah, I can definitely see what you're talking about, especially I guess the one instance that I think about is you come back with um, the guy's dad. Is that Doc? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then immediately okay. as soon as you get back, Momo's already on the boat. Like, okay, let's go. Mm -hmm. you, you would think there would at least be like, hey, go explore for five minutes while I catch up with my friend yeah, who's definitely. been gone. Mm -hmm. But there's no... Yeah, there's nothing. He's not even in the uh, cutscene when he mm -hmm. returns. You would think maybe at least do something like that. So I can definitely see what you're saying, where there is a kind of that lack of cohesiveness in the story between those characters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I think my, maybe my other thing is just by the time I'd finished the game, there was maybe a few things I wanted more answers on. Uh, I don't need to spoil this. And, you know, some of these things could be answered in memories or just maybe reading in reading between the lines, like just certain things with the environment. Maybe there's some environmental storytelling that explains some of these things. Uh, but I, I feel like maybe there could have been a bit more of some conclusion stuff at the end. I, I feel like all these complaints I have with the story are pretty minor. But when you put it, when you bundle them all together, I think it made the ending maybe fall a little bit flat for me. But uh, yeah, do you have any story thoughts uh, that you'd like to share? Because I'm also being a bit cagey because I don't want to like say something that you haven't experienced yet because I, I can't remember exactly where each line of dialogue is said, right? So I can't remember exactly what you've seen and what you haven't. Uh, but yeah, what, what do you think about this story um, that we haven't talked about yet? I mean, like I said, I'm okay with you saying anything I don't think. This isn't necessarily the type of game where I feel like I'm going to have a huge surprise especially kind of knowing the last two pieces that that mm -hmm. I mentioned already that you know I still have to go to jail and avoid the sentinels and you know then I think the last one like I said was called outside and right. obviously the cat doesn't die so I'm going to assume that I get met back up with my little kitty friends 
So I don't feel, you know, that there's going to be too much that you can spoil that's going to be like, oh, well, now I'm not going to finish this game. Okay. So well, how go, about I spoil, go ahead. How about I, how about I spoil one thing then? Um, because you do not meet up with your kitty friends. Um, and I, I really wanted to see that. Uh, and it, it makes the ending feel a bit weird because, like, your whole journey is, like, you're getting outside because, like, to help the robots in this savage place, but, like, also because you, you know, want to meet up with your friends. And it's not like you're gone for several years. Like, this whole journey takes place over the course of a few days. So that that was definitely a thing for me at the ending where, like, cool, I made it outside, but then it's like, okay, credits are rolling. Like, I don't I really want to see that. Like, I, I know that they aren't going to talk to each other, but even just something where it's, like, fading off into the sunset. You see your buddies, you cuddle up, you nuzzle up against them, and then, then fade to black. Like, I don't need a whole other level. I would have been down for a level to see what, like, the outside is like when you get there, but it, the game does just kind of end there. So that's a bit of a spoiler, but, I mean... I think maybe that's setting your expectations that you're not going to see your cat friends at the end of the game. You know, I feel like there's no point in me finishing it now. I was wrong. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, please finish it. There's good story stuff. There is a moment at the end that, like, had my jaw drop. Like, there was, there's some really good stuff, too. It's just, yeah, they're, they're, I want to see my cat buddies. It's, it's as simple as that. So I thought, yeah, for sure. I made the assumption that, how it started is how it would end. I would go out and I would find them and they'd, yeah, I'd be able to interact with them, you know, clean one of them or nuzzle yeah, with another yeah. one or play. I thought it was going to just be a full circle. It would end how it started. So mm -hmm. I actually am really surprised to hear that it doesn't. And now I'm, it, I'm it beating myself up because I hope there isn't like a post-credit scene where you see that because that actually does seem like a post-credit scene thing to do. But, uh, you know, I'm going to Google stray post-credit scene and see if there's... I was just going to say... <laughs> Does that exist? Let's see. We'll see who can... I'm going to watch a quick video. Answer. I'm going to scroll through. Someone has a video of the credits. So let me... Because uh, you shouldn't do this because you might get spoiled if you do this. So don't do it. Well, I mean, I'm already kind of spoiled. No, you're no. not. There's a, There's a lot of other stuff that happens in the ending. Like... Like, that's why it's disappointed for me a bit is that, be like, that's not really an emotional beat they're trying to hit with the ending is that you're reuniting with your friends. But there's a lot of other stuff that's happening. Please stop Googling. I really want you to experience okay. some of this stuff on your own. Please. Okay. Because you're almost, you're so, so close. Um, It's just like, wh why did the game kind of forget about this storyline? I suppose it just felt like, and it's, it, I know it's, it's weird too. Cause it's not like your cat is frequently saying like, man, I miss my friends. I can't wait to see them again. Like, that's just not the way the game is framed. And obviously... B12 it doesn't know who your friends are he hasn't met them before so like I don't know how you make that a thread that is kept throughout the whole game and it'd be really weird if you just keep looking up and you like your cats are looking down at you the whole time <laughs> like come on man like obviously that would not work either but there is a lot some other uh, stuff that happens in the ending that that works and maybe some other stuff I would criticize to be honest but I think in terms of spoilers I'm happy with just saying that one thing uh, and I scrolled through these credits here and I don't see uh, any cats uh, in this ending, so I don't think there is any how, more to be seen. How would you feel, or would you be willing to pay, you know, like $10 for a DLC that is just one or two levels of the outside world of you from when you escape up until you find your friends? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to have this conversation with you, actually, of... of what do we want to see more of this game? Uh, do we want these developers to go on and make something else cool and unique and new? 
Uh, I, I would be happy with DLC or a sequel. I, I would love to see more of this world because I'd love to see like more of the outside. I'd love to get like a full game of that, of seeing like what happened in this outside world. Is there any other creatures out here? What kind of, is there any sort of society formed or some other creatures that have built up some sort of kingdom? Like I'd love to see that. Getting the reunion with your cat friends would be fun as well. But more so I want to see like that outside world and and like have a level where I'm cruising around in it um so that would be something i'd be totally open to whether that's dlc or a sequel i don't know i think if it is dlc you could frame it as like not being some big story it could be like some very minor thing if you do want to do it as a sequel then you're gonna have to find some other story that's like guiding you through like the whole experience but even if it's another like four or five hour long game like i'd be down for that too because i think there's a lot more they can do with this world um and like obviously we talked about how all these mechanics these stealth combat all these mechanics are pretty bare bones pretty basic i feel like they could easily uh stretch them out and make those new systems or just come up with some new fresh ideas so i would be down for that and i i I mean i think i would pay whatever price they're asking pretty much i think it's incredibly fair the price that they're asking for what the game offers right now so i i would say yes i would be definitely down for that and i know you haven't finished the game but uh, where would you would you do you want more of this game? Do you want a sequel? Do you want DLC? Do you want the studio to make a game about dogs next? Like, what what do you want to see? <laughs> I think if they can come up with an idea to create a full second game, that would be awesome. I think there's a lot of ways they could do that. You know, having the outside world. You know, maybe there's still humans around, or maybe we go into some other type of creature is now mm. living up top because humans have been eliminated. I, you know, maybe I'm wrong here, but I'm assuming that obviously being a cat with no opposable thumbs, you end the game still wearing the B12 backpack. So I'm sure there's a way to continue to use him as mm-hmm. that medium between interactions. And, you know, he could continue to find and gain memories once right. he starts seeing things that are human related, you know, see this plant and that initiates something. And I think there's a, there is a lot that they could do to create a second game. I do think that even just some DLC to wrap up any loose ends and find a way to, I don't know whether it's bring the robots back into the outside or help remove the Zerks. I don't know. I I just want the either way, whether it's a DLC or a second game. I want it to end with you and your cat friends. I'm just mm-hmm. that was I was <laughs> looking forward to that. <laughs> well, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, me telling you now is like less of a blow than getting to the ending after, especially for you. It's been a longer experience. Let's say it's eight hours by the time you're done, and it's like the fuck the game's over now. <laughs> now you know. So hopefully that like I don't know it soothes that a bit. But yeah, I mean, I I think I. I could see that happening. It seems like this game has become a pretty big success already. It's like I said, it's kind of like that indie darling status of like everyone's talking about the cat game. Um, And I mean, they have Annapurna as a publisher who's like a great publisher to have. So I could definitely see that. I I mean, I don't know where the sales are at. Reviews are pretty great for the game too. Pretty solid in the eight to nine range. Um, And I'd probably be in that same pocket too. I think it's up there. So yeah, I, I definitely see... I mean, this studio is definitely going to want to make something else. And I, I'm really curious if they do a stray sequel. Because, like, I don't know, even in this world, like, you could have another cat or another kind of character and continue. I mean, I am kind of attached to the cat now. I'd want to see more of that. But I, I just feel like there is a lot they could stretch this game into different ways, uh, stay within this universe and stuff. So 
I do hope we, I, I guess I should say I'm excited for whatever they do next. They're definitely a studio now that's like 100% on my radar because like, like I said, the fidelity here from a small indie studio, it's like fucking impressive. Like this is one of the best looking indie games I've ever seen. So I know they have Annapurna as a publisher, which helps a lot, but you know, still it is, I couldn't find out how many employees, but they all, they are a small indie studio, I believe. So, yeah. So, sorry. Do you know what else they've done? What else they've put out? I, I believe this is their first, like their first game as this studio. I'm sure you could do some back research on the people uh, that like have made the game and maybe they've made some stuff previously as well. Um, I forget. I should get the name of the developer. Blue 12 studio is what they're called. And I'll just check their, I, I don't think they have a Wikipedia page, which is I think a sign that they only have the <laughs> one game. Um, but let me, let me see. But I, I don't think they have another game from this team at least um yeah i can't i can't see anything here and i'm pretty sure i remember hearing that too so just uh just straight but that's like a that's a damn good debut and you know think about that, like game awards always has like best indie game they also have best debut uh indie game or best debut game i guess in general so i definitely think stray's almost got that one in the bag yeah. uh, that's pretty it's pretty locked in so good for them uh, any, I know you haven't finished the story, obviously, but like any, any story points that uh, you wanted to touch on here that we haven't talked about yet? I, I don't necessarily think so. You know, I will give the shout out that they do a good job of, you know, character interaction. That doesn't necessarily affect story overall, but it, how it progresses the story is a piece of it. You know, mm -hmm. as you said, the the paint cans causing someone to come out you know, finding the guy in the bar to hide in the box, you know, just all those yep. little things that, well, they're not the main story. It's how they find a way for small mechanics to progress the story farther. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, I know you're not a big rating person, plus you haven't beat the game, but yeah, for me, it's like a, it's a must play. I would say I, I love this game. Um, I don't think it's like right now, uh, I've played a lot of games this year. I have like a very solid like top four uh, as my game of the year uh, in like the like four contention. And then I kind of have like a nebulous zone behind that. It's like maybe three or four games. I think I'd put this in there. So it's potentially top five right now. I think by the end of the year, I, I think I see it getting bumped down, but I foresee it sticking in the top 10 at the very least. So I'm a big fan of this game. Um, have some issues with it on the story front, but like just loved it from start to finish. So uh, yeah, any any final thoughts before we close out here? So I just want to ask if I can know or if the listeners can know, what are uh -huh. the top four that you have right now? So what's better than this to you? Uh, yeah, so my top four right now is, I mean, Elden Ring, that's a kind of given. Um, triangle Strategy, I fucking love Triangle Strategy. That game's so good. Uh, Tunic and uh weird west for me are kind of my my solid top four and it's been that way like weird west is the last one of those that came out and that came out in march and it's it's just been stuck as those four since then i've played some other great games in that time in in between then and now like rogue legacy 2 is up there um sniper elite 5 is really good kirby is great uh but yeah i think within that second tier that i just mentioned uh stray would be kind of in contention there i i don't see it bumping out any of those top four at this point i mean who knows maybe they add like a dlc before the end of the year i find that very unlikely <laughs> um but yeah it's it's a, it's a great game it's just not in that those top fours are all those are fucking heavy hitters and they all came out within like a month and a half of each other that was 
that was good game and time for me. I was <laughs> I was a happy gamer in that month and a half. Were they all full price seventy nine dollar games though? Um, Elden or Elden Ring and Triangle Strategy are Tunic. I played on to, Tunic and Weird Best. I both played on Game Pass, so I didn't technically buy them. But I think they are both priced in that same slot as uh, at least Tunic is. Weird West might be a little bit more expensive, but they're all kind of in that thirty to forty dollar range. Uh, those three. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I uh, yeah. Anyway, going back to Stray, yeah, I think for thirty to thirty-five dollars, you know, kind of depending on your currency, it's a great game. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you, you know, Dylan played it for four hours and then if he goes back and does a speed run you know six mm -hmm. hours i'm already at six hours i probably will not do the speed run but by the <laughs> end of it i'll probably have played eight hours yeah you know so it still works out to being well worth the money so fun some of the just little nuances of playing as a cat are just great uh overall yeah i highly recommend it Awesome. Uh, that is all for this week's side quest. Like I said, next week uh, is the Steam Deck review, and you can go get that right now on Patreon if you want. Um, a lot of fun stuff planned out for the rest of August. Jessica, it was so fun to have you on for a full episode. I, I know we'll have you at least for Pokemon and Hogwarts Legacy. Hopefully uh, sooner than that, though, we can talk about some other stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll see what other indie games I'm excited for. See if there's other ones that uh, you might be interested in. I'll throw your way. Uh, but I'm also very curious to talk to you when you have finished the game because I want to talk about some more of the story stuff with you, at least on a one-on-one -on -one setting. So thank you for joining me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, yeah, we will see you again next week. Later. Bye.